down, down to hut. And yeah, that's right. You're listening to Brody Sports Talk. It is season three, episode 204. My name is Caleb Walgren and I am your happy host as we are tossing the ball, hoping that it gets caught, but we're tossing the ball because we're talking about the top quarterbacks in the 2022 NFL draft. I am joined by a man whose team does not need to draft a quarterback this year, although he may have thought that they maybe should have drafted one in prior years, although he loves Patrick Sertan, so maybe not. And that is Derek Rusnick. Derek, how are you doing today? Hey, Caleb, I, I really appreciate you Let me borrow that dollar, but what I, this candy is only 75 cents. Are you sure you want your quarterback? Okay, uh, that, was, that was solid. That was solid. I, I set you up for that. And that was marvelous. So, we do have, I believe, let me double check here. We are talking about five quarterbacks today. We are doing them in alphabetical order by last name. I think we're going to be talking about more quarterbacks than are taken in the first round of the NFL draft. We might be talking about more quarterbacks than are taken in the first two rounds of the NFL draft this year. Uh, It is not last year's draft where the fifth quarterback went off the board at 15 uh, or 16, wherever the Patriots were when Mac Jones got taken. Mac Jones would be very elite in this draft class. (laughs) You really would. It's kind of funny. So let's get things started with one of his old rivals at Ole Miss, and that is Matt Corral. He is 6'2", 212 pounds. His NFL player comparison, according to the NFL Combine site, is Baker Mayfield. Uh, I can see it. I can see why they put Corral and Mayfield together. Corral has some swag. He definitely uh, played in a bowl game that didn't matter to him necessarily for his future NFL career. And a lot of people are saying players are probably going to opt out more and more. I know it's what Christian McCaffrey did back in the day. But uh, Matt Corral did not do so well. Uh, he he definitely got hurt during that game and doesn't seem to be on a sure path for where he will go in this draft. I think that it is interesting because he's someone who is liked. I feel like if you were to ask people who is a guy that you would like to see your team get, Matt Corral might be that guy, spending, assuming they're not spending too much to get him. So uh, I'm going to call him Baker Mayfield light uh, because I think Baker Mayfield has more upside despite what has happened with him in Cleveland. I also think that Baker playing with a torn labrum really hurt where people put stock in him. But as far as Matt Corral is concerned, I think that he is... I'm not sure that he will be a regular starter, but I do think that he is someone who could come in and contribute on a consistent basis. Uh, Derek, do you... So I, I think we got to talk about this with all the quarterbacks. Do you think Corral is a potential starter or is he more overall depth and potentially moldable to a starter. Okay. So you're telling me that I'm going to draft Matt Corral 
and he's going to come into a team that hasn't won consistently in forever since Bernie Kosar. And he's going to put up good numbers, and they're going to be able to build a formidable offense. And I'm supposed to talk bad about this quarterback? Yeah, so a, a Baker Mayfield light it would be a great thing for a lot of franchises. The Cleveland Browns have been bad for a very long time. Basically as long as I've been alive and I am old as dirt. Um, Matt Corral coming in, you know, being a little scrambler type, um, having a great big arm and, and, and being able to, to do things um, would be a great thing for any NFL franchise. I think he can start someplace. I, I'm hoping that he gets the chance. I'm hoping that there's not like a big injury or anything like that. But maybe like uh, getting him into the system and in a year or two, you know, maybe. I mean, there's not a whole lot of older, older quarterbacks like there have been over the last couple of years. But, you know, maybe a Indianapolis where you can draft the guy uh, have Matt Ryan there for a year or two, knowing what you have. Matt steps away soon, and Matt Car going from Matt to Matt um, steps in with a good system. So they would like have a, a Jonathan Taylor, good running game, a Quentin Nelson, and being able to build around a future of the franchise. So Matt Corral for me. Um, I would like to see what he does, and I think that you can develop him. I think he's a smart guy. The next quarterback that we have to talk about is North Carolina football legend Sam Howell. Uh, he broke all of Mitchell Trubisky's records. I don't know that Mitchell Trubisky had any records there, but I wanted to throw that out. Uh, he broke all <laughs> of the records at the University of North Carolina where he was a three-year starter. He's 6'1", 218. They gave him an NFL comp of Chase Daniel which means that he will be holding clipboards for many moons. And uh, I don't think that that's very likely. Oddly enough, Derek, I have a, a different NFL comp in mind, and I, I want to see if you can steal it from me or, or where you might lean on uh, Sam I'm not going to steal it. No, uh, I want to see if you ahead. can guess it, I guess. So let's see if you can okay, guess. Okay, so Sam Howell. Um, can you give me the division, like AFC, NFC? Uh, it would be NFC. NFC, okay. Um, Kirk Cousins. Uh, that's an interesting one because this player used to be a teammate with Kirk Cousins. Okay. Uh, it's Colt McCoy. I don't know if it's like oh. that. Uh, you know, Colt McCoy's listed at 6'1", 212. Okay. Sam Howell's 6'1", 218. They both played for... Um, Mac Brown, I, Khalil Mac was coming to my head, and I was like, "Don't yeah. say Khalil Mac." Um, so they both played. Sam Howell has the ability to run a little bit if he needs to, but is more of a pocket passer. Like, there's so many things that I think match up in terms. Like, obviously, Colt McCoy was at Texas when Texas had a lot more talent around him than. North Carolina has had around any quarterback ever. Except for maybe the years Julius Peppers was there. and But I think Sam Howell is someone who can bring value. I don't think he's going to come in and blow up the scene and be an immediate starter. 
I do think he will be named a starting quarterback somewhere at some point in his career, whether it is um, that year like Case Keenum had, where he was like the one-year starter after Bradford got hurt in game one for the Vikings. And it was like, uh, Case Keenum, everyone! Like, And all of a sudden they had a good year. I think he can be a quarterback on a good team is what I guess I'm trying to say. I don't think he's going to bring you down, and I think that he has value in the draft. Potentially as someone that you say, maybe we're not sure of him. The, the team that I think would be smart to take him, but they don't have a second-round pick where it might be valuable, would be a team like the Saints. If you want to draft him, see if how things go with Winston, see if he can stay healthy again this year, because he got hurt early last year. And then put him out there, I think he could win you some games and be just fine as a quarterback as well. Uh, where where do you think Sam Howell ranks? And do you think my Colt McCoy take is uh, muy caliente or uh, very frozen? I'm not sure how to say that in Spanish. I want to say I'll say frigo, but I don't know if that's right. If you listen yeah, to so... Spanish, let us know on Twitter at Brody Talk how bad my Spanish is. Yeah, so um, I don't I don't. I like the the Colt McCoy uh, setup. Uh, I, I think that uh, if you are able to have a Colt McCoy type of of, uh, of career, I mean, he's done a Colt have done a lot of backup work as well, much like Chase Daniel, who's probably made the most money with the least amount of NFL passes in the history of uh, mankind. But uh, to have kind of a emergency shoot where a guy can come in for a game or two maybe a five game set and you know when if your quarterback goes down for an extended period of time and can still win you three or four out of the five games that's what you're looking for um there's only 32 people who are on the on the face of the earth who are nfl starting quarterbacks so you have to be very very good at what your job sam howell is accurate um he it's, it's smart, and he makes a good play. So holding the clipboard might not be be too bad. Um, I just, with this class this year, I don't know how long they're going to have when it comes to, let's sit behind this guy and see what he does, because next year is going to be a free-for-all when it comes to quarterbacks, especially in the first round. I think that makes a lot of sense, Derek. And I think that it's just going to be really intriguing because I don't think he's a bad prospect. I just think that he's not the potential like top-of-the-board guy that a lot of people thought True. he could have been before this year. Certain people who put a number two overall in a way-too-early NFL draft. Um, let's go ahead and let's switch it up. We're going to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, we're not talking about Mitchell Trubisky again. We're talking about the college quarterback there, Kenny Pickett. Uh, a little bit bigger, 6'3", 217. But as far as his athleticism is concerned, it was pretty good. Uh, 4.73 40-yard dash, 33.5-inch vertical, 121-inch broad jump, 4.29 in the 20-yard shuttle. Uh, I do got to say that for a quarterback, they gave him in that 10-yard split a 9.93. So if he's going to start taking off downfield, he can get 10 yards in a hurry, which I think is really exciting. 
uh, for that relative athletic score because they gave him a 9.53 overall. Uh, they did say his NFL comp is prime Andy Dalton, which might be a little bit of... I think he's a more athletic Andy Dalton. I don't know that I would call him prime Andy Dalton, uh, mainly because I don't have that many good memories of of the man. Um, maybe it's because of those uh, zero playoff wins. Uh, I, I don't want to slander Andy Dalton too much. He's a nice guy. Uh, Derek, what can you say about Kenny Pickett so I can uh, stop talking for a few moments? Yeah, so um, I hate Kenny Pickett. He needs to fall off the face of the earth. Um, he is going, his antics in college are going to get a future quarterback hurt. And I think that he really needs to rethink his life and come out with an apology. What I mean by that is in, in the ACC championship game, uh, Kenny Pickett uh, was running down the field and did a fake slide that, uh, and then ran 58 yards for a touchdown. Uh, so when, uh, when a quarterback goes into the slide motion, there's a lot of guys out there that um, will still get hit because a defender is coming after him, can't change their angle, can't change their momentum. And Kenny Pickett used this rule to his advantage. Um, and he attempted to, to well, he did fake out the defenders. Um, and so, with that being said, smart play, but he's going to get someone hurt in the future because defenders aren't going to let up in the future because you can't give up a 58-yard touchdown. In the end, it didn't really matter. It was a 45-21 game, uh, so it wasn't a defining, but I'm just going to hold this against him because I'm human and uh, I get to do that. Um Either a traditional pocket passer, and with uh, with a good deep ball, and so, I mean, he he can make it in the NFL. Once again, I don't know how many open positions there's going to be for for a guy like that, um, especially with there's a lot of other guys who can do the same thing. I will say that when it comes to Kenny Pickett, I do think one thing that drives me a little bit nuts is people are talking about hand size again. Ugh. I, th I thought we were over this. Can we please stop caring about hand size? I, I know that everyone made a big deal about it with uh, Joe Burrow when his hand size was 9 inches, and now no one cares because he's... Uh, Cool Joe or whatever nickname you want to give him. That Joe Shasty. Yeah, I don't like that one. Um, I, I do think dressing like Joe Burrow for Halloween would potentially be a cool thing to do. Mainly because you just wear shades and big chain and like a puffy jacket. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Kenny Pickett. And the fact that his hand's eight and a half... No one cares what your hand measures. Let the fact that we need something to talk about during football season in January and February. It's true. Like, we, we need to talk about something. And, uh, however, I'd like to say, moving forward, we don't talk about hand size. 
no, no, no. We don't talk about hand signs. Oh my goodness! Did you just make an Encanto joke? Yes, I did. You're you welcome. started with. Oh my goodness! <laughs> can't deal with this, guys. I can't deal with this. Uh, meanwhile, let's go ahead and switch things up. Let's go to someone who could have been so close to being a nemesis of Batman, and that is Desmond Ritter, the Riddler, the quarterback from the University of Cincinnati. He is six three, two hundred eleven pounds. Had a 4.52 40-yard dash, 36-inch vertical, 127-inch broad jump, 4.29 20-yard shuttle, and a 7.15 3-cone drill. His NFL comp is Alex Smith. Now, uh, I think having an NFL comp to Alex Smith is actually a fantastic thing. He's a player that went number one overall. Desmond Ritter will not be going number one overall. I think that people dislike him because he went to a smaller school I think that's something that we need to get over I mean let's face it uh, we, what big school quarterbacks do we have on this draft uh, Ole Miss North Carolina Pittsburgh <laughs> we're not talking about like Ohio State or Texas or anything like that when we're talking about these quarterbacks so at some point it's, it's still good, and I do have to say that that speed that he brings from the quarterback position is very enticing. I think that if he were to make it to the NFL, like, people forgot how athletic Alex Smith was. He ran the Urban Meyer offense, the run, fat, running first almost half the time before Tebow did at Utah and got them quite a long ways with that. Ritter is also athletic. Just think about the fact that he is athletic and can also pass the ball. I think that what he will be able to bring to the next level, I'd like to see him put a little bit of weight on because 6'3 to 11 is a little bit lean for 6'3. And I want to make sure that when he's getting hit by, uh, let's just say, Aaron Donald or other defensive tackles, that he is not getting hurt because he doesn't have enough around those ribs. Uh, does that concern you at all, Derek, as far as uh, being a slightly skinny, or where do you stand as far as Desmond Ritter is concerned? Yeah, so of course we're going to see a probably a bigger version of Desmond Ritter. I think that he is a fascinating prospect when it comes to what could he actually do. So we've seen uh, a Lamar Jackson come out and... A, an entire system be built for him, and Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. Probably a revolutionary athlete in the NFL right now with his running, his passing. Um, and so if you have belief that Desmond Renner is going to be your quarterback, you change your entire offensive philosophy to to suit him. You put in, you know, put in some, some of the weight room, you put in uh, maybe some some extra days at the uh, the Sizzler, so that you can put on a little bit of weight um, without having to wear one of those uh, rib guard things, which uh, affects your throwing motion or, or a thicker one than you're used to, um, and you'll probably be okay. So, Desmond Ritter is one of those guys that you're going to have to change what your offense does, but if you do and he works in it, he could really be special. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's just say that we're saving up some of the best for last here because we are going to talk about Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty, who has really rose up the boards and many draft pundits would argue that he is the number one quarterback in this draft class. He's six foot and a half, 219 pounds. According to the combine, they gave him an NFL comp of having Jay Cutler's arm, but with Jalen Hurts' build and play style. Um, I've been hearing glowing endorsements about him a ton lately, which only makes me a little bit concerned because when people start giving you a lot of random glowing endorsements, I feel like it's somewhat coming out of nowhere. Um, like someone was saying that he is the closest NFL prospect that we've had since Michael Vick to Michael Vick and that he could end up being an impact player like him. And I'm like, that was 22 years ago and the NFL has changed so much. You could be right, but you could also just be way off. So I, I, I at the very least I'm intrigued when I look up where Malik Willis is going in drafts nowadays. I see people putting him as high as the Detroit Lions at number two overall. True. Which I think feels a little bit out of hand. Uh, not to give all my cards away. I think I have the Lions pick next week in our mock draft. <laughs> um, but I also see people showing him fall to the Panthers at 6, to the Falcons at 8, to the Seahawks at 9, to the Steelers at 20, uh, to the Lions at 32. Like, where on earth could he go? He is going to be a story of draft night. Be prepared. Uh, You know, like Scar says, be prepared. Man, apparently I'm making all the Disney references tonight. Yeah. Um, But Malik Willis is at this point the best quarterback that no one has ever heard of. And that's what happens when you start your college career at Auburn and transfer to Liberty. Because people don't watch Liberty football. Except for Hugh Freeze. And that's another reason not to watch Liberty football. (laughs) Uh, They were good, but I, yeah, I can't, no. Uh, Derek, take it away with anything you want to add about Malik Willis here. Yeah, so Malik Willis is a bet. Um, he is a ma- you will have to be mattress Mac making a huge bet on sporting events. Uh, I don't if you know that the mattress Mac uh, Mac is always putting big money down on the win of the World Series and the uh, college national championship game stuff like that usually uses it mostly for advertising because um, guys talk about it and podcasters talk about it at times. Um, he could be a home run and he could also be at the league in two years. Um, you really don't know with uh, Malik. A lot of the guys that we have on here, let's I'll just use Sam Howell as a, an example. No, Matt Corral as an example. Matt Corral is going to go out there. He's going to have some sort of NFL career um, because he's stereotypical. Um, he's going to, to find something that he can do. 
Malik Willis is either going to be the greatest player of all time or not able to find a home after his rookie deal. I I don't know if there's any middle ground there. My hope is that he's a home run. My hope is that that because he he would make the NFL so much more exciting, and you know <laughs> maybe he goes to an Andy Reid style, Sean McVay style, where um, you're just throwing the ball a little bit of everywhere, making really great plays. I don't know what to, where that would be coming from. Like you know what where he would go that would would do that that would that would have that kind of build around Malik Willis, but if he's in there, I think that that he's very exciting, but I don't know if there's, I don't know if the NFL is ready for for a guy like him. I mean, I would almost consider him to be a more raw version of Lamar Jackson coming out of college. There was no, there was, people knew that there was going to need to be some work done with Lamar Jackson just because he almost was more of a runner than a passer in college. I don't think that Malik is necessarily more of a runner than a passer, but he definitely has both elements in his game, and he still needs to be molded and corrected a little bit more. No one says, draft Malik Willis and start him week one. Everyone has been Mm. saying, Malik Willis is a prospect that you get because he can do it, and he probably shouldn't play this fall. Which, when that's your number one prospect... It's having a number one prospect that's closer to Trey Lance than, like, Trevor Lawrence. It just is what it is. So, I hope that we've been able to shed some light on this quarterback class as it's very dynamic. There's a lot of variance within it. And I'm very intrigued to see where we start putting people when we record the mock draft. Actually, as we are, when we release this, we're probably recording... Uh, within about 24 hours of when we release it. So we're going to have that coming soon. <laughs> and we're excited to bring it for you. But uh, definitely remember the Podchaser reviews for good. If you leave us a review, they donate 25 cents to World Central Kitchen to help free Ukrainian refugees. We will go on and reply so we can double the donation. You can do it per podcast and per episode of the podcast so anything that you listen to that you like go ahead and hit us a quick review on there and we'll be happy to reply and make sure that we're helping feed those refugees so on behalf of Derek my name is Caleb Walgren thank you for listening to this quarterback centric episode of Brody Sports Talk and uh, we are signing out y'all have a good one bye bye guys